You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the happy hour to round out a Monday as we bring in Austin for the crossover. What's up, man? Not much. How are we doing, boys? Good, good. Happy National uh, Championship Monday. Yes. Um, are, are Any plans tonight, gentlemen? For Are we, are we just going to be chilling at home, glued to our TVs? Thank goodness it's a 6.30 kickoff instead of a 7.15 like it was last year. Yeah, I'm getting wings and pizza, and we're just going to sit and watch football. That sounds perfect. See, I prefer 7.15. I'm coaching basketball until 8.15. Really? Yeah. Mm. Ba- first half. What basketball sucks, are we sucks. coaching? Middle school B team. Okay. Ooh. There it is. Now, the thing is, if you win, it'll be worth it. That's just practice. Oh, we so ain't talking about a game. Okay. We're talking about practice. Well, yeah. I mean, look, it's just practice, right? We're just talking about practice. We can, miss, practice. We can, miss, we can miss a day of practice, right? I'm missing tomorrow's practice, so got to be there tonight. Mm. Okay. Wow, let's see. You got it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was the problem. Um, Heaven forbid work come first. Yeah, come on, man. What are you doing? Yeah, no, tomorrow night, Husker Husker Hoops, 8 p.m. That's going to be a good one against uh, Illinois. They they have a five-star that's left the team. Sky Clark mm-hmm. left the team a couple days ago. Uh, he's a- He was averaging a little over seven points per game. Played in 13 contests, so it's not like a guy that was just sitting the bench or riding the, riding the pine. Over the last couple of weeks, I mean, it's it's been a guy that's been out there and been active. Um, so Nebraska or Illinois will be without him. Brad Underwood, you, you kind of never know what you're going to get from him. Uh, there's a lot of emotion, similar to a Fran McCaffrey. Uh, so so maybe maybe Nebraska can uh, can get under the skin of Brad Underwood tomorrow night, and and maybe there's some you know electricity in the building. I I, I expect, despite it being an 8 p.m. game. I expect a pretty decent crowd. Better crowd in the 6 p.m. game. See, PBA I, I, crowds are notoriously late arriving. They're not there till like the U16 for the 6 okay. o'clock games. Okay, pass. yep. So, so we're thinking 8 p.m. games will be better. Better crowd. Okay. Better crowd. We have then Stricky, that makes me I mean, more... you could ask him. Okay. Stricky, what's up, man? Oh, oh he caught, he, he's going to say, you guys are cold. You guys are cold. <laughs> Y'all are wild. Y'all are wild. Right, look. <laughs> I, I came on to listen to my partner, and I wanted to let him get busy with y'all. And y'all, nope. y'all are y'all are funny. No, nope. if you pop up, if you pop get... up on here, I'ma add you. All right, Strick, let's get this straight. Right. Strick, where in the all world right. are you? Where in the world is Stricky? Um, I'm. I, I gotta head back over to London, man. My my nephew had more stuff than I gotcha. I would have liked. And so he's only able to, you know, get a certain amount. Are you in and conversations so with the crown? Are you are you talking to the uh, to the king of England right now? Is that what we're doing? I am not. Are you going to be knighted? Are we going to have to call you Sir Stricky? No, no, sir. <laughs> you know, just Stricky. Stricky is all it is, man. I'm just here to um, just be a, a spectator. I'm a spectator in this uh, wonderful game that we play. I dub the. And that's on the on, on the block. I'm a spectator to to Austin. I'm gonna let Austin do his thing. I see he's got his Colts his Colts uh, sh- shirt on. We we I, I might have wanted to touch on it. I think we're not gonna be able to do it today, y'all. But they're train wreck. Uh, I got I got to wear it be- for the last time till draft day. What a mess of a franchise. Yeah. <laughs> it's more yeah, in celebration. Got, the season's over than on. anything. 
Yeah, they got some things going on. They further got to figure out the coaching situation. It's going to be some coaching carousals going on. Obviously, you guys know that Cliff King Kingsbury got mm-hmm. ousted today. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been some fallout on that. Uh, Lovey Smith. I mean, he just can't. He can't. He can't find a. A good mm-hmm. spot for him right now. Um, I love the fight that Houston had, y'all. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, it's unfortunate for Lovey and, and his crew. And then Nathaniel Hackett, you know, it, it's been a train wreck out there in Denver. I mean, Nathaniel it's unfortunate that it. coaches get the – yeah, there you go. Nathaniel can't hack it. Yeah. It's unfortunate that they get the brunt of it, you know. But um, it, it is what it is. It's part of the leadership qualities that um, you know, at the NFL level – or at the NBA level, you don't you don't get much time. <laughs> Not anymore. It's like when now. Yeah, it's when now. We need to, you know, if it looks like it's a train wreck, they're going to get you out of there. So it's up for mm-hmm. Stricky, what are your thoughts on on domes for football stadiums? Um, I, I like them. I, I think it's insane. Listen, you just think about the advantage, right? We we all know that North Car- North Dakota State just won another one. No, right? South Dakota, South State, Dakota State got it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm so. Oh, dang! Did South Dakota State? Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. Kind of, kind of blew them out. That's big. That's yeah, big. that's the their rabbits, first one. I it, I, yes, the rabbits were able. But but just think about the advantage it is that they have. They they both play outside. Well, North Dakota plays inside, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, South Dakota plays outside. It's a tremendous advantage. It's good, but my gosh, I, I mean. Going up in like the tundra and playing there, I mean, I know the Minnesota Vikings absolutely love it. Let's be real about it; they mm-hmm. freaking love playing. Well, I, I I bring so this I'm, up. I'm okay with those. I bring this up because the Chicago Bears, the city of Chicago, is proposing a 2.2 billion dollar renovation. Yeah, it's too it, futuristic. It, it, they're, they're it reminds me of L.A. You're in Chicago. That's not that's not you. All right, be you. Yeah, no no question. And I think it's the same thing in baseball, man. I, you know, them them outdoor stadiums, when you get into October and, mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff in certain places, woof. All baseball and, fields and, should and have look, roof. I used to play baseball, and, and I know what it feels like when you have a cold night. Mm-hmm. I played in the New York Pin League up in, uh, up, up in New York, and there would be nights every now and then it would get kind of brisk. And, and uh, you know, there's nothing like uh, hitting a, a basket, I mean, a baseball on the corner, a fastball. Yeah. And uh, it hits the tip of the bat, and oof, can't feel our hands for a week. That's not a good feeling. The tingles. Well, that's that's the, that's yeah, the thing. Man. But here's, I mean, here's the other thing, guys. That I mean, think about the elements with baseball. That's what makes postseason baseball so, I think, enjoyable for me, is because it makes everything else magnified. All of the little things on the the airs, the like everything's magnified. I don't know if you have. I mean, with the elements, I'm saying. Every, I mean, you have the added part of the elements with the weather in there that I think magnifies it even more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just don't want to. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not necessarily pro pro dome. I should say anti dome for baseball, but I think retractable would definitely have to be the way to go. Because, but then I guess every single October when it's thirty degrees out there, they're gonna they're gonna put it up and oh yeah, look it's gonna be nice and warm. Dome. Yeah. Nice, nice Quick question. Do you guys have to do a um, station? Yes, we do have to do a legal ID really fast. So 10 seconds. This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM first. 93.7 The Ticket. All right, so. Okay. Go ahead, Strick. No, no. I was okay, just cool. saying. Uh, I, yeah, I just wanted to clear that. You was on a good point. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. We're, we're going to jump to college football tonight because um, it's the national t- title game. I'm sure you and Austin will talk about it. But it's TCU and Georgia, 630 kickoff. 
uh, from SoFi Stadium. No tailgating is allowed. Disgusting. It's a 4.30 local time kickoff there. It's weird. So the game starts in the afternoon. I mean, who, how do we see this thing with without giving away your predictions? Rico and I will give ours. Mm-hmm. Without giving away your predictions, how do you guys see this game unfolding or what do you guys see happening? I hope it's back and forth. I hope it's Seesaw. Uh, I think Georgia has the talent to get out to a quick lead. TCU did that against Michigan, mm-hmm. had done that really all year. TCU's been the team that's been coming from behind. So that's where I think TCU will be tonight. I think Georgia uh, picks up where it left off against Ohio State. They Mm -hmm. were playing really well by the end of the game, aided by Ryan Day, of course. We'll see if Sonny Dykes can avoid some of those same mistakes that Day did. But that's where TCU wants to be. I think they fight back uh, at some point. We'll just have to see if Georgia gets too far out ahead or if TCU can keep it at least within arm's length and give them a shot in the second Mm -hmm. half. Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be imperative. I mean, you, you really got to think about this part. The over, is it going to be a consistent, uh, a consistent thing of what we've seen with Georgia in the last two games, over the last two games with LSU, as well as um, in their in their last game uh, against um, um, Ohio State? Yeah, Ohio State. Uh, they've given up seventy one points, 40, 40 to Ohio State, and um, uh, forty one to Ohio State, and thirty to um, LSU. And so that's, that's not a trend for them. I mean, they've been a team that only, I think their, their previous game, they only gave up like 209 points total. And, and in that it was like an average of like 10 points or something like that. It's been crazy. So is it going to be a consistent thing that we're seeing from them uh, in that they're, you know, they're, they're pretty much giving up the the ghost, (laughs) so to speak. Mm -hmm. But um, that's what I'm going to be interested to see. Um, I, I think, Again, uh, had it not been for Ohio State and and the loss of um, Marvin Harrison Jr., they could have been they could have been ousted in that game. So, uh, how does um, like Mike Tyson, right? How do they sustain themselves in that first barrage mm-hmm. of of whether it be defensive and minimizing turnovers? Don't you know they can't have turnovers and strip sacks and stuff like that early in the game? I think if they just kind of are able to play back and forth. Uh, they did something against Michigan uh, that they're going to try to also do because Georgia does rely heavily as well on the run in the play action game with Stetson Bennett. If Stetson Bennett just has to sit back there and throw the ball, you know, they can put themselves in a situation where mm-hmm. TCU, that could be a benefit to them. They, they, you know, they're not great in the secondary, but they're opportunistic. Now, TCU saw what Ohio State did to Georgia and it was spread them out make them play on the edges, make them play deep with the pass, and that's something that TCU has the ability to do, but they also have the ability to do what they did against Michigan, and that's play physical football. They're they're a very talented team in really all aspects. They might not, you know, out-talent you or out-athlete you, but mm-hmm. they're extremely well-coached, and I think that that's going to, you know, come to a head tonight against, against Georgia, and I, I really think that even if TCU doesn't win, it's not going to be a blowout like many people think it's going to be. I believe they keep it close, and I'm hoping they win. I'm going to pick them to win. I'm picking TCU Ooh, and the Hypnotoad to come out with the victory, and first-year Sonny Dykes is carried out as as the best coach in the nation. So there, Okay, so there's that. Let's go ahead and play the, the minute. We'll, we'll be out of here in a minute here. Um, I'm going to pick Georgia, unfortunately. I, I want it to be a really close game, obviously, Right it, throughout the the last couple of years of the playoff, the semifinals were always a blowout, but then the championship was a little bit better of a game. I I kind of worry that it's going to be opposite. We had two really close and competitive semifinal games between Michigan TCU and Ohio State Georgia. I'm a little concerned 
um, that George is going to be looking at looking up at the scoreboard one moment. They're going to be tied with TCU, and then TCU will look up six, seven minutes of game time later in the third quarter, and it's going to be a 14-point ball game. So, um, and, and you just can't – I don't think you can fall behind like that late in the game to a team like Georgia. So I'm going to go 38-21, Georgia wins. All right. Let's see what happens. Uh, stick around on the block. The first edition of Stricken Austin on the block coming up next. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Adios. Adios.